go right, right into the message. How many had a good week so far? Amen. This might be some of your first time in church this, this year, besides uh, New Year's Eve. This is uh, my first time, so welcome. Uh, welcome to our, um, our Relentless Encounter. My name is uh, Malik Edwards. I'm the lead pastor here with my wife, Ashley Edwards, and some of my kids are in the back. And we welcome kids at our encounter night so they can experience God and be in the presence. And we're believing that it's going to come a day where the presence of God is going to move so strong that our children are going to be laid out in the presence of the Lord. Matter of fact, this Sunday we had uh, some of our young people. They might be here tonight. They were Some of them were 10 and 14 years old, and they were prophesying, and they were giving the word of the Lord. And so we welcome that. We welcome what God wants to do. And the vision behind Encounter Night, usually we have a guest speaker. We have a different worship team. Uh, but tonight I did it all, okay? So I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, the vision behind the Encounter Night is really that you would experience God and that you would encounter him. How many know one encounter with God would change your life? How many have had already had some level of encounter with God? If you've had a level of encounter with God, just, uh, that means God met you. That means you've experienced him. That means you heard his voice. And it, how many can say that that encounter has changed you? It has. And it has marked you. And many times, uh, you know, we are, we're, sometimes we can be satisfied with programs and we can be satisfied with what is comfortable. But what is comfortable will never cause you to grow. If we only look for things that are comfortable, we'll never grow. And uh, I, as a church, we're on a 15-day fast. And I know some of you are uncomfortable right now. Some of y'all hungry. <laughs> But I want to tell you that uh, he said this kind only goes out by what? By prayer and fasting. And fasting is one of the ways. It's not the only way, but it's one of the ways that we can be hungry for God. And I just want to preface also tonight and what I'm going to talk about. The Lord really been, has had been speaking to me about hunger and that he's really looking for us to be hungry again. Not hungry just to do things for him. That's great. How many want to do something for God? I know I do. And listen, you can lay on the floor long enough. You can be in the prayer room long enough. But after a while, God's going to tell you, get up and do something. He wants to use you. You're the instrument of the Lord. And, but I realize that many times we can be hungry uh, for the wrong things. But in this season, God is saying, I want you to be hungry for me. And uh, it started on the first day of our fast, ironically enough, where God started to speak to me and say, Malik, charge the people to be hungry. He said, if you're hungry and thirst after what? Righteousness. You will be filled. You will be satisfied. It's, it's, the, it's the hungry ones that are satisfied. It's the ones who are hungry for God's way of doing things. How many want to go through 2019 doing it God's way? I don't know about you, but I want to do it God's way this year. And I believe that I did a lot of things last year like God wanted me to. But this year I'm pressing in and saying, God, I'm hungry to do it more like you. I'm hungry to be more like you. I'm hungry to look more like you. I'm hungrier, Lord, than I've ever been. And, and as I was seeking the Lord and asking the Lord about this hunger, because we hear a lot of prophetic words. Amen. There's tons of pro- you can go on Elijah list. You can go on every you know, you can look up. Everyone has a word for 2019. But if you're not hungry, it doesn't matter. If you're not hungry for God, listen, I, I was saying something the other night. I said many times we're, we're getting revelation from Bird Box and we're getting revelation from all these different movies. But what if we get hungry enough where we can get a word from the Lord? I believe God speaks through media. We have a creative team. I believe in that. But I'm telling you what happens when a body of people would get hungry, like it says in Psalms 42, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul is longing after you. Hungry people would do something that, that satisfied people won't do. Hungry people would get up early in the morning to make a sandwich. How I many you know what I'm talking about? 
Hungry people will get up early in the morning and make a bowl of cereal. You ain't never ate cereal, but you hungry. That's the only thing to eat, so you're going to make up, get up early and wait. You know what I'm saying? Hungry people will stay up late at night. You be hungry. Got off of work. It's late. You need to just go to bed, but you hungry. So what you're going to do? You're going to go in that fridge. You're going to make your meal or however you get your, you know, what are your nutrients. You're going to zap it if you have to. You're going to cook it. Whatever you have to do to get that meal. Hungry people do things that satisfy people. Satisfy people just laying in bed because they satisfy. But God is looking for hungry people who will get up early, who will stay up late to say, God, I have to have more of you. God, I have to have more of you. It's not enough. It's not enough. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God, I want to live out of your word. Father, this year, will we live, can we live out of your word? Can we be sustained by your word? Father, not just another word, but your word. Not just any word, but your word. He said that I humbled you when you were in the wilderness and I fed you with manna that you would know that man cannot live by bread alone. Father, I thank you for your humbling us in this season. And we see that the things that used to satisfy don't satisfy any longer. Come on, even services don't satisfy any longer. Why? Because you got to get hungry. You got to get hungry for him. He won't even let us set. Uh, even a prayer room won't satisfy like it used to if you're not hungry. Because you can do things out of religiosity. You can do things out of the motion. But God doesn't just want motions. He wants movements. He wants your heart. And it's not my message tonight, but I was burning with this as I was praying today. My wife was kept calling me like 20 times a day. She was getting her feet done and having a good old time. And I was like, baby, I'm praying. She was like, can we get a cat? I said, I don't care. Get five of them. I'm praying. That's a good thing. If you, she asked me a lot. No, I was saying no. I said no. I did hear that. I said, nope. <laughs> that my spirit says no. <laughs> but I want to tell you in this season, God is saying, will you be hungry? And I'm telling you, I don't want to just come to a service and, be, and, and, and try to get hungry from the service. Listen, how do we get hungry? I, I believe that God gave me a key to that. Ask. Somebody say ask. He said, ask and you will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Many times we're saying, oh, I, just, I just don't read the word like I used to. Oh, I just don't want to go to service like I, oh, I just don't get in the presence like I used to. Begin to ask him for hunger and say, God, I need to be hungry. And I'm asking you, make me hungry. Make me hungrier than I was before. God, I want to be hungry for your word. God, I want to be hungry for your presence. Oh, I want to long for the house of the Lord. Okay, I'm talking to two people tonight. Praise the Lord. And as we were coming into this new year, again, hunger, I believe, is a a, a currency from heaven that we can uh, acquire what God has for us. If we're not hungry, you're not going to get it. You're just not going to get it because, again, hungry people do things that satisfied people don't do. And so God is saying get hungry because I believe that the word of the Lord for me this year, and I feel like for our church, and I didn't even release it online because I really wanted to just get it out to us first and and I and and you know I'm going to be talking about this probably intertwining throughout the month and throughout the the next couple of weeks but the word the Lord gave me was the word limitless and it was interesting because he gave me this word where there's a couple in our church they're Jay and Amy Laleem and great people hungry for God if you know him he plays the keyboard he'll be playing this Sunday and he's just up there shaking and his wife is shaking and there's a whole lot of shaking going on 
And sometimes you can judge them and say, why are they always shaking? Why are they always under the power? But if you go to their home, they have a son who is uh, paralyzed. He cannot move. And he's been this way. Actually, he was born the same day that Relentless was launched at the church. He's as old as the church is. So he's a, he, he means something to us. He's actually born the same day that uh, um, uh, uh, Billy Graham went to be home with the Lord. So it's like, a, it's like a, a narrative, a prophetic narrative for our church of what God wants to do. And I was at their house. They have a Wednesday night meeting. They didn't look for me to tell them, hey, you guys need to pray every week. They didn't look for me to, to give them the green light. They said, we got to pray for Finn. We got to pray for him. And so they began to pray every Wednesday night. And many of the faithfuls like Paul and Rachel always over their house. And so I said, I got I, my spirit. I said, I got to get there at the end of the year. I got to get into that house. I got to lay hands. I got to prophesy. I got to contend for this miracle because God wants to do a miracle. Somebody say God wants to do a miracle. And as I was sitting there and as I was just pondering what God wanted to do and hearing the voice of the Lord, how many know when you're in a real life situation, you need to hear from God? Amen. Because this family is contending. And when I go home, they're still going to be there. And when I'm picking up my kids, they're going to still be laying hands on theirs. And so it means something to me when I go into situations like that. And as I was just there, the Lord said, Malik, in this season, I'm going to take the limits off. And I said, thank you, Lord. And I began to look at Finn, and I began to see him in the spirit. And I saw him running and dancing and leaping, and I saw him twirling around. And God was saying, I'm going to do it for Finn, but I want you to start to declare in this season that this is a season of limitless." Ness. Does that make sense? Okay. Limitless. No limits. No limits. No. Isn't that like a record company? Like a rap record company? <laughs> Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all been saved too long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the Lord began to speak that to me. And, he, and what he gave me was the scripture that he gave me. He said, this would be the year. And it was so wonderful because we had a New Year's Eve service, and, and, and um, Cindy Meeks, she tapped into this, and I was so astonished because I never said anything to her. Matter of fact, you said this word when we were at your house uh, the other night, and you were saying no limitations, that this is a year. And I just had to hold myself because I was like, this is the word of the Lord. And it says in Ephesians, he, the Lord said it's going to be an Ephesians 2, 20, 21 year. I hope you can grab a hold of that. It says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, somebody say more abundantly, far more abundantly than all we can ask or think according to the power that is at work within us, to him be glory, and that's what the word that Cindy had, glory in the church. I want to see God's glory in the church. I want to see Jesus high and lifted. How many know Jesus is the glory? It's not just the cloud. It's not just the smoke. It's not just the fire. But Jesus is the glory. And Jesus is saying, I want to come back to my church. I'm coming back for my church. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so I just want you to catch as much as you can tonight. All of it might not be for you. Some of it might be for you. But Timothy, Paul told Timothy, do war with the prophetic word. When you hear the word, listen, you can hear as many words as you want to hear. But guess what? Until you do war with the word, until you know how to swing your sword, it will avail you nothing. Amen. Praise him. So the Lord said, being without limit. So God wants this year to exceed your expectation capacity. 
Some of you are feel like you're capped. That you feel like, what else can I expect God for? I don't know what else to expect him for. I don't know what else he can do. God said he wants you to get hungry and spend time in his presence because he wants to expand you on the inside so that you can begin to expect more from him more than before. And some of us have been broken. Some of us had had things thrown on us. Some of us have been felt like we've been forgotten. Some of us have been thrown on the wayside. And God says, this year, expect me to do more. Expect me to do it. Expect me to remove the limits and the boundaries and the borders that have limited you in the past season. Somebody said, this is not the past season. And listen, I know, you know, we're, we're a church. We love Israel. We're hopefully going to Israel. We're in the, in the workings. Lord, do it. Do a miracle. Let us go to Israel as a church. But anyway, and, uh, and somebody said, well, you know, I heard an angry prophet. You know, there's a lot of angry prophets on, on Facebook, too, now. And, and so the angry prophet said, well, you know, what about the, the, the Hebrew calendar? How, I believe in a Hebrew calendar. We actually released the prophetic word of heaven come, and we're still in that. But how many know that God's not limited by a calendar? Just want to say that God's not limited by a calendar. God can move in any time, any space if he's welcomed. And so I think God is overjoyed of all the prophetic words. But again, you got to get hungry and take it. So the Lord said this. I believe that this is a year where God is going to take the cap off. Somebody say, Lord, take the cap off. Take the cap off. Some of you felt like you've been capped. And the Lord says some of the resistance and the restriction that you had in the last season, it was of him. He was the one that was restricting you. It was him that was uh, causing there to be a resistance. Why? Because the Lord says that I was using it to build you up and causing there to be a sustainability in my power that will work through you in this season. So sometimes God will have to hold you back in one season so that he can push you forward in his power in the next season. Because if you ran like you're about to run in this season, last season, you would have burnt out. If you would have ran, if you would have gone, if you would have did in the last season, you wouldn't have made it. But God put something in you in that moment where you got, God, I know you have something. God, the nations are inside of me, but I'm not going nowhere. God, I'm believing you said, but nothing is transpiring. Nothing is manifesting. But all that time, you're crying out to him. All that time, you're stretching out before him. All that time, his angels are ministering to you. All that time, the word of the, you're getting every scripture you can read. You're quoting every scripture you can read. You're declaring the word night and day and day and night. And he was building something in on the inside of you. You know, before we planted the church, I was dealing with extreme anxiety. Extreme. I didn't even know what anxiety really was. I dealt with it a little bit before I got married to my wife. But that was because of witchcraft. But anyway. And so, but this anxiety was because I, I didn't have the capacity in me to carry what God was about to do. How many know God will tell you that you're going to do things and still you're not ready yet? And so in those moments, it's called times of preparation. And so in those moments, God was digging in me, and I was full of anxiety because there was what anxiety is connected to what? Fear. I was fearful because I have three kids. How am I going to take care of my kids? How are you telling me to do this full time? You're telling me I'm going to have a team. I don't even see you. Tell me we're going to be in the Springfield Town Center in the mall. You told me to date, but there's no team. There's nobody except for Ashley and myself and my kids. But God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. 
And in that moment, I went to a, a man of God that I know. And, you know, don't judge those who give you the word because I'm telling you, if I would have judged them, I probably wouldn't have received it. But he looked at me with one eye, praise the Lord. And he said to me, he said, Malik, don't forget what brought you to the dance. And I said, what do you mean what brought me to the dance? He said, Malik, your life has been marked with prayer and fasting and declaring the word of God. And when he said declaring the word of God, I saw myself beginning to speak the word of God over my situation. And so what I did was I started to get every scripture I could, every scripture I could about what God wanted to do and who I was in Christ. And day and night I began, and I'm a very relational person. And so for me to read off of a piece of paper and say, uh, the Lord is my help, the Lord is my strength, it takes a lot. But how many know after you do that for a couple days, you know, maybe like five, six days in a row, all of a sudden you start to believe what you're reading. Matter of fact, you don't even have to look at the, you'll be making up stuff. You don't even look at the paper anymore. And so I, I went from doing it, just committing to do it one to twice a day to three times, sometimes four times, and anxiety was still going, but I was still confessing the word of God. And then I didn't realize it, but there was a moment there was a moment when it felt like everything had ceased. The anxiety had ceased. And I remember I was, this is the last day I was lying on my, uh, my couch. And as I was lying there, uh, all the thoughts, I could see them coming. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But the thoughts, they were not on the inside. They were from the outside. And they were coming, like bombarding my mind and saying, how are you going to take care of these kids? Who's going to come to your church? Who's going to listen to you? Oh, you just need to keep doing the itinerant ministry, et cetera, et cetera, lies from the enemy. But before I can even give in to the anxiety, the word of the Lord that I had deposited, inside of my heart over the last couple of months rose up inside of me and I mean it's like I just went crazy and I started declaring the word of the Lord I didn't have a paper because the word was inside of me and I started saying I am the oh I don't want to slip I am the head and not the tail the top and not the bottom I am above only and not beneath I know who I am I've been bought with the price I've been bought with the blood and I never dealt with anxiety again why? Because in that moment and seasons, God is depositing things inside of you for your next season. And I believe that we're coming into something new. I really feel like even though we've crossed over to 2019, I feel like the Lord is saying there's still work to be done inside of you, inside of your heart. Deliverance, freedom. Come on, somebody. And we're going to pray for you tonight, my wife and I. We're going to be praying for you, laying hands on you. But let me just keep on. So God... The kids are having a great time. They're saying yes and amen. It doesn't bother me one bit. They can literally run all over. And I'm used to it. Like, I was praying this today, and Caleb was laying on my, my back. Like, literally, I was laying on the floor prostrate. He was laying on my back with his iPad. <laughs> I was like, boy, don't you know I'm in the spirit? And he was like, dad, don't you know I'm playing this game? But some of the resistance, I want to say that again. Maybe you need to write it down. Some of the resistance and the restrictions that you had in the last season, the Lord says, stop blaming the devil. <laughs> they were of him. I'm not saying that God put sickness on you. I'm not saying that God did those things. We know we serve a good God. But what I am saying is there are things that you thought that you should be walking in. There are things, there are dreams that you felt like you should be living out. And God was like, not right now. Okay. I believe that this year God will go far beyond what he did last year. I talked about this a little bit. You know, many of you know that we got a miracle home. It was a miracle. Only God could do what he did concerning our house. And and when and the thing that happened 
Okay, Lord, I hear you. All right, the Lord wants me to say something. All right, let's open up our Bibles real quick. Thank you, Jesus, to Luke. Before I go there, I want to open something up to you. Um, where's my Bible at? It's here somewhere. Let's go to Luke. Hold on, let me, um, let me look for it here. Okay, here we go. Let's go to, uh, let's go to John. John 2. I think it's John 2, 16. John 2, 16. Sorry, I'm a little slow here. John 2, 16. Let's go to New King James. So, New uh, 16. And so, listen to this. No, 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 that's not the right scripture, y'all. That's not the right scripture. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me, y'all. Pray for me. Okay. I'm looking for when Jesus says to cast the net uh, on, you know, we've been here all night. Sorry, this is random. All night, but we've caught nothing. Vulnerable moment. I need to know the scripture. Huh? No, 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 no. It's early. It's early. It's when he first called his disciples. No, no. It's when he, it's early. It's the first time he did that. That's the last time when he met with uh, Peter on the shore. Come on, somebody help me. Huh? Yes, there we go. I knew it was in Luke. Thank you. Luke, you never let me down. You're never going to let. Okay, now I'm sweating. Okay, I got it. Now listen to this. So I felt like the Lord said to release this because it's important because of the word I'm about to give. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, verse 3, Luke 5, verse 3, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitude from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said, Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said, Master, we have told all night and caught nothing. And that was some of you in 2018 and 17 that you worked really hard, but you didn't really see the bang for your buck. But he said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Now, many times when I hear this message is always go to the next scripture when it talks about partnership. And it's important that you grab the people uh, that, you, that you're going to need people in life to help you to, to bring in the harvest. And while I agree with that, I believe that this also shows us something else. And that is that increase will always expose your weakness. And so I believe that when we're saying limitless and we're saying God's about to do things with no limits, that means in your finances as well. And, and, and God spoke to me and said that this is the year of the triple. And that means if God is about to increase, get ready for God to give you revelation on the places that are weak. So when we went to get this house and all God's doing this miracle and we're all happy because the glory's falling. I mean, we're, we're not really happy. I mean, it was like I, I'm, I got all these grays on my beard. That's from that. I'm sure. And, and so they're asking us to go to the bank, and, and then we had to pull these statements, and we got to do this. And I said, oh, my gosh, we don't even have that. Oh, my goodness, we didn't even do that. Why didn't we put this away? Why didn't we file this? Oh, and we're scrambling and scrambling. So what was happening? God was bringing increase, but he was exposing that there was a weakness of organization in my own life. I'm just being vulnerable. And so when God pours out his glory and his anointing, listen, watch what he does. Watch what begins to happen because there's something about to manifest. 
many times when the glory comes really strong, maybe for that moment, you're like, woohoo, God, you're amazing, your glory is here. And then it's like two days later, you start feeling some kind of way. Well, what just happened? The glory began to expose things that were in your heart. It exposed the offense. It exposed, come on, somebody, the anger. It exposed. We would have the most glorious Sunday services when we first started at church. And then on Mondays, our Monday would be horrible. And if you guys were here in the beginning, uh, my wife and I, I, we don't even know what we were arguing about. And I punched the refrigerator. How many know who won? The refrigerator. I broke my hand. I had to come to the church three, I think three months into our church plan and said, oh, well, um. Well, uh, the, well, um, praise the Lord, everybody. Because everybody going to ask you, what happened? You can't lie. You can't be like, well, you know, I was just wrestling with my son, and I reached over, and I kind of, oh, I was dipping my hand inside. No, no, no. So increase, when God increases, when his glory, listen, when we hear these words, God's glory is about to increase. God's about to bring you into the promised land. Guess what? When the promised land comes, there's giants. So I want, to, I want us to kind of like get, get happy about the prophetic word, but also get ready because there's a challenge and there's something that's going to happen, okay? So I preface that to say this. Yes, Lord, the cell phones are speaking and crying out your name. <laughs> it's okay to laugh. <laughs> so I got to open it back up. So the Lord said that this is the year of the triple. Let me give you the scripture. Numbers, it's the Aaron blessing. Numbers 6, 24 to 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. That speaks of his protection. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. That's the pardon of God. That's number 6, verse 24 to 26. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so in all of these, and and as I was studying this out, I realized that this was also a foreshadowing of the Trinity, where it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. It's talking about the Father, the Father's protection. My wife had a powerful prophetic word about protection while we were in Mexico just earlier, uh, well, late last year. And the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. That's the pardon. We can only find forgiveness in what? The blood of Jesus. And then the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, speaking of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this. I believe that many of you in this year will encounter the triple. You will encounter the three in one this year. You won't just encounter the Father. You won't just encounter the Son, but you're going to encounter the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So be sensitive this year to know who is ministering to you. Be sensitive this year on who you're encountering. God wants to take you. Yes, God wants to take you deeper with the Holy Spirit because he's the one that draws the portrait of Jesus on the canvas of your heart. We need the Holy Spirit, but after he draws that portrait of Jesus, we can embrace Jesus. Amen. We can give Jesus a hug. We can love on him. We can see how beautiful he is. We can marvel in him. And guess what? Jesus is the very express image of who? Of the Father. And so when we come into the encounter with Jesus, we also will encounter the Father. And I hear the Lord saying that this will be the year that we will encounter the three in one. And there will be fresh revelation, says the Lord, that will pour out on the body of the Trinity. There will be fresh revelation, says the Lord and even denominations and even and ministries and that have pushed it out of the way. The Lord said, I will breathe the fresh and anew, says the Lord, and I will give greater revelation on the Trinity and on the three in one. Second Corinthians 13, 14 says this, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. God wants to meet you completely. While I was praying, I felt like the Lord said that this is a year of completeness. Many times when we talk about the number seven, we talk about that being the complete. God's completing something and eight is new beginning. But as I was studying this out and looked in it and God dropped it in my heart, that the three is the sign of one. That the three is the sign of completeness. And I believe that God is going to complete some things. Complete means to execute, to undergo, and to accomplish And so many of you, maybe you've already executed some things. Maybe you've already executed some strategy, but now you're going to undergo and you're going to accomplish. Can I get an amen? Maybe some of you have executed something. Maybe you have undergone something, but you haven't seen it accomplished. This is the year for you to see it accomplished. Maybe some of you haven't even started anything yet. You don't even know what the Lord, I talked to somebody and said, I don't even know what the Lord is saying. I was like, great, that's a great place to be. You know, when I first came into the kingdom of God, you know, I, I, I marvel at how, you know, God is pouring out his spirit. Because when I talk to young people and young adults, I mean, they got it. They got revelation. They know what the word of the Lord is saying. They got their life maxed out. They know, what the, they know how many nations they're going to go to in the next 20 years. I mean, they got it. But, man, when I remember when I first came into the kingdom and was going to do my first mission trip and all that stuff, uh, my pastor sat down and said, so tell me, Malik, what is your vision? And I was like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. And she was like, that's a good thing. And that settled something in my heart that God is looking for my heart, not my vision. He'll give me vision. If he has my heart, he'll, get the, he'll give me the vision. I'll get the vision. Somebody say, I'll get the vision. So if you haven't heard God's voice, if you're, if you're like, man, I want a word for 2019, get hungry. And go after God and he'll give it to you. Amen? All right, let me keep going. I'm almost done here. Triple is a sign of completeness to execute, to terminate. Some of you, some things need to be finished by termination. Okay, I'm, I'm going to skip that. I hear the Lord saying that this year you will begin to take authority over the things that have left you incomplete. My wife has taught me many things over the last couple of years, especially about the fragmented soul. And some of us are fragmented on the inside. Some of us, we have pressure points. And the moment that point is pressed, we explode. God wants to complete you this year. God wants to remove the buttons. Somebody say he's removing the buttons. Come on, God wants to take the buttons away so the enemy can't play that tune on your heart anymore. God, I believe that this is the year where we're going to take authority over the things that have left us incomplete. Uh, The spirits that have come to try to destroy us, confusion or whatever else it is. There's so many of them. But God is going to say this is the year where you are going to complete. This is the year where the books that you started but you didn't finish, you will finish. This is the year where strategy that you got from heaven but you didn't implement, you're going to implement it. This is the year the Lord told me full deliverance, full restoration, fulfilling the will of God fully for this year. What does full look like for this year? Now listen, next year you might need some more fulfillment. They always are fulfillment. You go from glory to glory. You go from strength to strength. We go from level to level. But Lord, this year, what does my full look like? Maybe that's a good question you can ask God. God, what does my full look like? And don't get confused what somebody else's full look like and think your full has to look like them. God wants your full to look like your full. Jesus, you know, many times we look at uh, Jesus when he walked to earth and we went to the pool of Bethesda and he only healed one person. But there were so many other people. But that was his fulfillment. That was his purpose. There There was somebody else supposed to come and raise everybody else up. So what has God called you to fulfill? The Lord spoke to me and said that this is the year of fully fulfilling the will of God for this year. Sometimes we're trying to fulfill the will of God for our life. Can you just do it for a day? 
It's hard to live for a life. Let's just do it today. Every day, waking up and saying, God, I want to fulfill your purpose. God, I want, to, I, want to, I want to walk where you want me to walk today. I want you to speak to who you want me to speak to. I want to say what you want me to say today. God, I don't want to be limited by my past. I want to go forward in you. Fulfilling the will of God fully, that's what Jesus did. So I want to say this. Don't limit God this year. He wants to do something amazing for you. Don't limit him. You have a word concerning this? What I'm just saying? Or you want you want to come say it? We, I'm supposed to catch that by the eyes, right? Okay. No, that means no. Okay, I keep going. <laughs> Psalm 78, verse 41. Again and again, they limited God, preventing him from blessing them. Continually, they turned back from him and provoked the Holy One of Israel. And so we hear, this. if you read this scripture, if you read Psalms 78, you can see all the miracles. How many miracles has God done for you? How many things has God brought you to? I'm telling you, I remember, it's, you talk about deliverance. I was, I was thinking about deliverance the other day because I was like, Lord, I think I'm up for another session. And so I was thinking about this because, you know, I get grumpy at night. When it's too late and I'm tired, I get grumpy, but I think it's a spirit. So I'm like, I need some deliverance, okay? And so anyway, and whenever I feel like that grumpiness is getting higher and higher, I was like, okay, somebody I need. Come on, baby. Come on, do it. Cast it out. Come on, let's go. Listen, I get, my wife does deliverance on me. Y'all don't believe me? She does, she was a little, she was like, dude, should I do this? Can I, I said, yes, baby, help me. Get it out. Okay. But I remember when, when God, when I remember there was this one time where um, I was, uh, I, I don't know what was happening. I didn't even know about deliverance. So this is how you know it's God. So I didn't really know about the, but something was happening. I felt really icky on the inside. And I went to this guy. His name was Brad. He had one eye and his wife is amazing. And they were missionaries to France and all this stuff. And so I'm going in the house and I'm saying, Brad, like something's happening. I had no language for what's the demons are in. I'm like, something is happening inside of me, and I don't know what it is. And so he's just sitting there watching TV, like, oh, okay, and looking at TV. And I'm like, Brad, something is happening. And so his wife comes out from the bedroom, and she says, my God, Brad, look at the boy. He needs deliverance. And then Brad, like, I don't know, he switched into superhero mode. You know, he went from, you know, Clark Kent playing on the TV to Superman. And he said, in the name of Jesus, I command this and that and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, I'm on my face. And now he's sitting on top of my back and he's jumping on my back and command. Maybe that's why I have this pain. But he's jumping on my back and he said, come out, come out. And then I scream a scream that I, I wouldn't ever scream again. And then I go to the bathroom and I, you know, throw up. Yeah, it was real. Don't tell me you can't throw up when you do deliverance, okay? Oh, they don't have to throw up. Yes, they do. Okay. <laughs> do whatever the Lord wants. If God wants to get it out, let it get out however he wants it. Safe place. So anyway, so I go, I leave the house, I say thank you. It's like literally, I was like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I just left. And that night, so while he, was, while he was on my back, he kept saying, I see a sword of the Lord. I see the sword of the Lord, and God is going to the root. God is going to the root. God is going to the root. I pull it up in Jesus' name. And that night in the back of his house, there was a tree that was uprooted and fell in the back of their house. Just to kind of confirm like God was doing it. At least that's what I think, okay? Could be subjective, but, you know, whatever. It's my sturm. Stur- 
But God was reminding me of this. Why? Because he would say, Malik, don't limit my power. Not only in my own life, but in those, many of those that we're ministering to every day on a daily basis. Don't limit my power on what I want to do. Don't fill people up with philosophy. And don't try to meet people on an intellectual level. But just, my God, give what you've been given. Glory to God. Somebody needs to hear that this year. Just give what you've been given. Young people, just give what God gave you. Don't try to be deep. Don't try to just give what he gave you and he'll pour his glory on it. He'll pour his anointing on it. And if he's giving you wisdom, then let him give you his wisdom and let it come out and then be quiet. Praise the Lord. Don't limit his blood this year. Don't limit his cross this year. Don't limit his power. God wants to do far greater, greater than what you can even ask or think according to the power. Listen to this. The word exceeding, exceedingly far above, is the Greek word hooperbolo. I looked it up, y'all. It's a compound of the word hooper and balo. Okay? You got that? The word hooper describes something. Hooper. Ah, the Lord says. Ah. Oh, no, it's not the hooper. Okay. Anyway. Some of my black people in the front got that. Okay, look, we got. We keep going. The word hooper describes something that is above and beyond anything else. And the word balo means to throw or to hurl. So, however, when these words are used in conjunction with each other, they depict an archer who overshoots his goal. He puts so much energy into, into, the, into it that when he pulls back on his bow and he releases his arrow, he overshoots, he overreaches, he surpasses, and he eclipses his goal. That's what the Lord wants to do in this year. He wants to hoopo bolo your life or bolo, whatever I ever say. He wants to overshoot you. He wants to exceed your expectation. But if you don't have one, then how can he do it? Because the Bible says, according to the power that works inside of you. Let me keep going. The word power is the word dunamis, which describes the power of God or the ability of God. The word dunamis also can depict the assembled forces of an army whose combined strength enable them to achieve unrivaled victories. The, the word dunamis also here, it could also mean the power that's in a hurricane would be described as a dunamis power because it is a power so mighty that it's impossible to resist or impossible to defeat. Can I say that when I say God wants to do something limitless, he wants to go beyond the limits, that means he wants to do something that the enemy can't even stop this year. The enemy will not be able to stop you. Do you hear me? The enemy, you guys know what I'm talking about because you know that enemy. You might, you probably saw them every day of 2018. But can I tell you, like God told Moses, the enemy that you saw yesterday, you will not see today. Can I just prophesy that to you? The enemies that you saw in 2018, God says, get ready because the way he's shooting you, the way he's moving in your life, you will not see them. But guess what? Don't, don't get too happy now because you already know. Increase. Exposes. Okay. I promise this is the last thing. My wife, come up here, baby, so that it can look like I'm going to pass. The apostle Paul went on to say, mighty power, which he, God, wrought in Christ when he raised them from the dead. This is so important. Paul was making it clear that no power would ever be equal or rival with the power that was required for Christ's resurrection, for him to come up out of that grave. It was the greatest manifestation of power that the universe has ever witnessed. It literally seized Jesus from death's grip 
raised them back into his body and continued to lift them through demonic principalities, powers, mights, dominion until he was seated on the throne at the right hand of the father. No power in hell on earth, no principality or power in the heavens was able to resist this demonstration of energy. And why this is so important is that he has placed the power of this resurrection inside of you. Did you hear me? That same power that raised Jesus from the lowest of depths and put him to the highest of heights, that same power is at work in you every day, every day. And somebody say, no limitations. You got to break free from all limitations. You got to break free from everything that causes you to live a low-level life. God wants to take you to a whole nother level. I used to say that a lot when I was rapping. God want to take you to a whole nother level. This is the year where the body is going to awaken from their sleep and realize that there is resurrection power in you. Thank you for listening to the Relentless DC podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. For more information about Relentless DC, go to www.relentlessdc.com or facebook.com forward slash relentlessdc.